It's the most wonderful time of the year. It kind of is, isn't it? I don't know, there's something so wonderful about December. How have you been, friend? I know, I've been away for a while. And to be honest, things haven't been great the last few weeks. So I just decided to take a break and do nothing. And I did a lot of nothing, like a lot of it. But now, slowly, steadily, things are beginning to look up again. The winter sun is adding a warm glow to everything around us. And Christmas is almost here. And this shitstorm of a year, that is 2020, is about to come to an end. I know it's just a change in our calendars, but the new year always makes me feel cheerful. More optimistic. Things will take time to get better, but my hope is that the next year will be kinder to all of us. Especially to you, because you're nice and you're listening to my podcast. Thank you for being here. So, about five years ago, I was still very new in the city of Bangalore. I had just started my career in the exciting world of advertising at Ogilvy and Mehta. It was my first day at work and I happened to sit next to two loud, confident young women. One of them was Shreya. It didn't take us very long to become fast friends And much to everyone's annoyance, we were always the loudest and the most inappropriate ones in the entire office. Office events, parties, birthdays or farewells, we were always there, supplying drinks and Bollywood music to everyone around. But there was so much more than that to us. I owe a lot to Shreya. I've looked up to her like Anne looks up to Leslie Nope in Parks and Recreation. She's the one who taught me how to be defiant. She taught me how to be bold, beautiful and unapologetically me. Over the years, we've seen each other evolve into two self-assured 30-year-olds. And today, we talk about our life and times in 2020. Come join us. Hi. Hi. You're here on my podcast. Oh my God, it feels so good. I know. How do you feel? Oh, right now I feel uh, pretty good. I've had, uh, like now I don't have the constant sense of dread that I had a couple of months back. Okay, so for people who don't know, Shreya is in Chennai right now and she's living alone. And she's been through a lot of ups and downs throughout the lockdown. Like everyone. Yeah, like everyone. So, Shreya, tell me about your lockdown journey. Like, how has it been for you? What were you feeling when it started? And then how did it change? And now where are you? I moved to Chennai in April 2019. And uh, since then, uh, it was this has been the longest stretch I have spent in my house without going out and in the city because otherwise I would keep traveling at least every three, two or three weeks. I should first call out that 
because i am very privileged my uh, lowest points only had to do with the lack of social interaction and hmm. any other emotional drama that was brewing in my life because apart from that because i live alone and i also have a vehicle i have a scooty i am uh, i can i was able to go out and do things for myself so, but say uh, saying that i think some days i just needed a physical hug because yeah. I, i was going also all of this was happening and i was also going through some separate emotional drama of my own i also noticed that uh, throughout the lockdown you you were spending time on the terrace so yes my beautiful beautiful terrace on my building so i can see the sea uh, from where i live we are very close to the beach so i can see the sea and on one end on one side i can also see the woods that are right next to my house and just oh. being on the terrace and noticing that how terraces had become these new spots for socialization for everybody because around me in the buildings i could see people on the terrace walking back and yeah. forth uh, doing things exercising being on video calls before this i barely knew people in my building because i'm someone who's always either at work or as i said moving around hmm. so then i met a couple of uh, women who live here as always is the case i think with indian women got to know way too many details way too <laughs> soon that was fun and i would just spend hours there reading i would make myself a picnic some days you know me i sleep very early uh, yeah. but i used to have some really bad days that i would just find myself on the terrace like at 11 in the night and i would be there till 2 summer in this year we had a couple of meteor showers and because i would spend so much time on the stairs i started tracking the movement of like um, uh, mars and venus were very visible then then jupiter also was there were a couple of because i'm like yeah why am i why have i not been looking up yeah and it's a nice thing also because now i started noticing things like what the the tree smells like that's right next to my house Yes, the sky looks like. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even notice smells or sounds. Oh. My god, you're so you're so wrapped up in your own shit most of the time in regular life. You don't notice this. I I'm a serial plant killer, but there Me was too. a time in those <laughs> months where my plants thrived and I celebrated and welcomed every new leaf that came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many plants I've killed. Like there are plant coffins all over my place like just empty pots <laughs> yeah yeah uh, same so i what i wanted to know from you because this is something that i actually never did what did it feel like to be alone to spend all this time alone how has your relationship changed with yourself uh two things i think which are very contradictory to each other one is that a i uh, my biggest fear was being alone being lonely actually i would say hmm and uh, and i also really like being alone wow <laughs> actually yeah. it does make sense uh, <laughs> somehow but you know that happens i have found myself trying to find comfort in work calls and people at work and just making myself too busy so i don't have to feel like i'm lonely yeah same i understand for me it is like people will not need me anymore yeah What about the other thing where you said that you love being alone? So after this like I I'm one of those people who goes to work so I go to work twice a week and I had to make a couple of trips uh, home also. So on all these periods like I just wanted to come back to Chennai to my own place and just being like where there is space for you to think. 
I I kind of get that, you know, because when you're feeling lonely or when you feel like I want to be around people, it they're very particular people that you want to be around who let yes. you unwrap yourself and be yourself without questioning anything. But when you are with people who expect things from you, especially family or relatives, then you're like, you know what? I I I, I was good being alone. <laughs> Because yes, exactly. Yes, my mother constantly keeps worrying why I'm wondering why I'm so angry. <laughs> because in the few conversations that I've had with her, her uh, understanding of my angst and general annoyance at the world has been apparent. She's like, "Why are you just so angry all the time?" Yeah, I know. It is manifesting as anger. It is just the disappointment of having to exist in such a world sometimes. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> anger is actually a good emotion. I think we don't give it enough credit because it's only when you're angry that you actually take action. You do something. It is also an emotion that has fueled a lot of the feminist movement, actually. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of writing about it. I think there is a book, "Rage Becomes Her" or "Rage Something" by Soraya Jamali. I forgot. I don't have my Kindle nearby. Okay. But how that that is also basically on how the inherent injustice, I think, which fuels this rage. And I think this is true for all movements, but we are very digressing, like majorly, and how right now. No, but I completely get it. Like, yeah, all the the movements that are happening right now, and it's something that I know my parents won't understand, you know. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll just take my rage and I'll go somewhere else. It is rage and also intense sadness. Like I don't think yeah. our parents also get this get being sad when it is not a personal loss in terms of like someone's death. Yeah, I don't understand why. they are so dismissive of just allowing themselves to feel profound sadness i realized that i was always taught to be happy and it was always like encouraged for me like that is the kind of feel like you should always be happy and thankful and grateful and whenever mm. i was this person i was always rewarded for it so it just became my personality like if 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 you are sad about something you're not allowed to be sad about something because there's someone else who's going through worse shit than you it also negates everyone's personal struggles also yeah. in a way yeah but man if i'm feeling sad i'm not going to minimize my sadness because yeah there are other worse things happening in the world of course there are i'm acknowledging that and that's yes. why i'm so sad and angry <laughs> and that yeah it it all adds up i know i feel like another writer who uses her anger well is uh, roxan gay right yeah like her anger is so understated but you can see it in her writing understated is a great word i was going to say it transform it comes out as elegance but understated yeah. is the great is a great way to put it i read her book recently um this one difficult women mm-hmm. all the women in her books are just I love them so much because they are they are either messed up or they are angry or they are sad and the way she describes those emotions makes me feel good about my own emotions because I'm like you know what this this happens it it's okay I hadn't read characters like that before I used to wonder if I need to change how I'm thinking but I think finally I've I've accepted that it's completely okay how I'm feeling I want to feel like this in fact I choose to Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god. I have realized that there are so many imperfect women uh, and very very easily digestible women that uh, <laughs> are portrayed and there are so many different shades and so many complicated relationships 
and this and uh, i've recently also started reading a bunch of uh, young adult books and they are mm-hmm. so complicated they these two books that i read they just made me ball so much really? Yes, and what did we have? Dude, we had Sweet Valley High and Nancy <laughs> Drew. Yeah, that was bullshit. Those people were not real, by and the way. And Twilight, like what? Yeah, was, like they they were great, but what was the real? Where is the real emotional stuff that they are uh, going yeah, through? Yeah, the, the complicated emotions, right? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I love that stuff. Which, which books are these? So uh, the author I'm talking about is Kathleen Glasgow and hmm. uh, she has uh, two books. Uh, one is A Girl in Pieces. Okay. And uh, the other one is Oh yeah, How to Make Friends with the Dark. And these are both about uh, teenage girls who have hmm. uh, depression and have been through some really difficult circumstances and they're going through grief. I I can imagine because I was reading this book called outside by sarah and jukes and i thought okay this seems like it's meant for teenagers and because it's about a 15 or 16 year old girl who goes through like immense pain and immense grief and she, in the entire book she's just you know detached from reality because she's going through so much shit but i was so touched because the way she described it was like it wasn't just meant for young adults it it was for everyone It's yes. just that it's sad that it happens to people like that, to to such young people as well. So yeah, so we were not exposed to stuff like that, right? For us, things were black and white. You're either happy or you're sad. Yes. Or, you know. So also, just like going back to like being alone and living alone and all. What do you? What does a typical day look like for you? Like what? What do you do on say like a Saturday? So I don't talk for long periods of time. I wake up. <laughs> I wake up early. My I usually wake up by like seven. So I wake up early. I will make chai. I will come. There is this very, uh, a uh, very sunny spot in my room where I work. So I just sit there. I read for a long time. Take forever to finish my chai. Uh, then make brunch. Take forever finishing that as well. then like i'll get a couple of calls and uh, then i do a writing workshop mostly on saturdays and then i just chill then i uh, then i'm usually i have ordered for the week then i'll do some meal prep or i'll cook a nice meal so you do you like uh, your own company when you do all this uh yes because like i have space for my own thoughts yeah i also like talk to myself sometimes so yeah i am uh, quite entertaining <laughs> so like just talking about you know how how we were raised as kids and how you know our parents have always been like nay you have to work and you have to be grateful grateful for everything that you have things like that if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be oh hmm oh my god i'm very surprised this question has not come up in therapy yet hmm. <laughs> when i spent so much time talking about my childhood okay just uh, being just being allowed to fail like there was there was room for failure hmm. i wouldn't say there wasn't but uh, like giving me other examples also like there was a lot of unsaid expectations that were set so like also like let, letting me know that it's okay <laughs> to not meet those expectations all the time oh so you were always expected to like get a high score and a good rank yeah okay you have to do this you have to uh always be a employed <laughs> so and 
<laughs> be earning and be financially independent it was drilled down so much into my head i'm very very grateful for the fact that i'm financially independent that yeah. was excellent uh, that was a, that's an excellent goal post but that was uh, that everything then became about that okay uh, but because th- because of this performance standard that was set uh, i felt like i could never basically talk about whatever it was that i actually felt so it would just basically come to a head and maybe like one day i would just like burst out and then they would be like why the fuck are you crying dude <laughs> makes no sense <laughs> so uh, yeah i but a lot of that happened in silence also like at night nobody knew so yeah just talking about being alone and the things that you do i know you have been reading a lot of poetry and you've been writing so what does it feel like when you write the writing workshop started because this friend of mine was starting this writing workshop uh, generally and i have been in, in, so i joined one just like that and it was a beautiful space well at that time and i think now also the i was in a state of constant heightened emotion mm-hmm. and it served as a very very good and cathartic outlet for that yeah i can imagine because i did a couple of poetry workshops as well and uh, it's so nice because you know that everyone is sitting there just to express their emotions and it feels like you're safe there yes uh, i know and uh, that form of validation just for your emotions is great yeah and also you discover some really beautiful writers like people can talk about the same thing in so many different ways and uh, it's great so how did you start uh, writing a newsletter i i am personally a fan because i feel like i'm a very voyeuristic person <laughs> like if i find someone's private diary i'm like oh my god i'm so reading this and i kind of just fall in love with them i fall in love with a lot of people by the way i think it's a problem <laughs> that's a great thing to yeah, have such an open heart i feel like i don't i don't I, i won't ever run out of space for people you know and so when you started the newsletter it felt so personal like i could peek into your mind a little bit and that's what i like so much about it so how how did you start that what 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 made you do that thank you your very kind words i uh, am blushing and i obviously <laughs> don't know how to respond but uh, how i essentially started is is because i uh, i deleted instagram off my phone for a while hmm. and uh, for a month and i uh, uh, and i had generally started noting uh, that i was i have been generally following this process and also something my therapist recommended was that i should generally write down whenever i felt intense emotions and i had had been writing in this notebook or i would like just note down things on the notes app of my phone mm-hmm. and when i deleted instagram i felt like there was this need to uh, express yeah and i was getting a little confident also uh, about my abilities to express with prose in the writing workshop so i was like okay let us just uh, start a newsletter and also i think uh, 2020 has also been the year of newsletters right yeah and podcasts <laughs> yes it is so nice and i i have loved receiving and reading them and what people have to say and i feel like it is so much more personal as a medium than yeah. anything else is i am not this person right yeah. this is not the person that people 
No, because my PR image is very different. I <laughs> oh God, <laughs> what's your PR image? The, the kind of uh, like people always think of me as this oh such happy person, uh, yeah. open book, full of light, and I yeah. was uh, revealing a part of myself that I had become, I have only become comfortable existing in in the past few years. But you know, when I knew you, like I think I met you in twenty fifteen, and the first few weeks with you i was like this this girl is just too happy in life <laughs> i was like how is she always so exuberant and she's always making plans and how does she get this energy and i used to be a little i don't know like i started feeling oh my god maybe there's something wrong with me i am not able to be this way like i would get that way but then obviously it didn't last it wasn't a consistent high like some days i just felt like shit okay and then when you see people being happy around you you're like you hate them <laughs> yeah but then i also started realizing that you have this other side you you do feel sad and you know whatever like but you you just you were just not ready to to let other people see that uh yes but i use my loudness and my happy uh, this thing as a moat around okay. me yeah <laughs> so i'm like uh, this this is what people can usually engage with yes. uh, then we will see and we will decide because i'm also very scared that uh, inherently obviously that people think I, uh, i have too many emotions and that i suck sorry but uh, like i don't understand why this is a problem having too many emotions is such a beautiful thing it means you're able to understand so much so many nuances yes i know and i uh, i think i have always appreciated that but for a very long time i denied it uh, so uh, <laughs> yes and i'm so happy 2020 i feel also is the year of emotions yeah so well, it is so okay to talk about it also yes i know i i see people being more open about it and i don't know there's something very um liberating about being vulnerable yeah it it makes us it makes space for a lot of conversations and uh, different experiences a lot of also writing of uh, women comes from this space no the fact that usually there is no space to express and but there is there is so much to say i think a lot of us have cried a lot this year <laughs> oh yeah so much i have cried between calls okay work calls <laughs> intense drama yes there is a lot of collective grief and i think that is there is one part of my life where people talk about these things where guys i live this other part of my life where people don't talk about these things at all yeah so <laughs> yeah it's I been have... a long long lockdown yeah i feel like i've lived a few years in the, in this time yeah exactly ah the internet has been saying it's going to be march in 3 months yeah so one full year in 3 yes. months so i have uh, recently been making plans to paint a few walls in my house yeah man like i see people you know um painting getting plants i'm not even doing that like i can't tell you because man who cares right nobody is really even dropping by so like i have an extra room in the house and the bed is just full of clothes we I all have that no but it's like you don't know how many clothes there are like it's just a dump of clothes a huge dump <laughs> uh, we all have that i sometimes sleep with that uh, clothes pile next to me gives me the illusion that there is a person next to me 
that's funny and sad at the same time i know <laughs> <laughs> and i recently was uh, visiting a friend and i stayed with her and i realized that she also sleeps with a pile of clothes okay so i'm going to ask you something that i ask everyone okay because since i know you read a lot i'm just going to narrow it down for you tell me one book that you read recently and it made a huge impact on your life oh my god the house in the cerulean sea i have been telling everybody to read this book who is it by tj clune k l u n e and what did you love about it oh it is so beautiful it is exactly the kind of hope we all need right now and it is so beautifully written and uh, it is wonderful i cried so much and i couldn't keep it down and it was uh, it's a major emotional ride like to see a person change like that and change in the character arc and to just see someone become so confident just by wanting to love and protect it's beautiful please everyone should read this book i love the sound of that and i'm totally going to read that i find myself reaching out for for books like that like right now i'm reading a book called the gift by mm. edith edder she's 92 by the way and she wrote a book about um her interactions with her patients so she's a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. and she's also an auschwitz survivor so she lost her parents she lost everyone in in the camps and the book is not about her journey but how she she used that experience to change other people's lives mm. and just her therapy sessions with her patients and all of that it's it's just it's so soothing i feel like that's the kind of stuff i need right now i know there's something that is well it's like it cradles you I yeah know. just reading that book is that only is your safe space you want to escape into this world where there is grief but there is also some hope yeah man really like i i'm okay with grief and i'm okay with sadness but you can't let go of hope i feel like even though i'm 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 quite a sad person i i i'm always hopelessly optimistic about stuff because otherwise i won't be able to function that is uh, that's why you wake up yeah okay um also just tell whoever's listening how they can subscribe to your newsletter Uh my newsletter is called 52 midnight snacks it is uh, just me talking about art that i encounter and writing what i feel about it yeah i don't know why i i think you would want to read it <laughs> wow that's But, such, that's that's such good self promotion right now <laughs> so terrible it's just a newsletter where shreya shares what she's what she's experienced what she's been reading or listening to or watching or whatever it's and and how can they subscribe to your newsletter uh well uh, just type tinyletter.com/fukitomenightsnacks all for all it's on my instagram bio just i'm shreya512 on instagram man i actually can't be, I can't wait to have a conversation with you face to face because the last time we started having a conversation i think we didn't stop for 6 hours <laughs> i know we stayed up till 4 am oh my god no, it, was it was five something it was beautiful <laughs> yeah i know we were trying to like encash on all the winter fields by wearing uh,
that yes yeah i feel it even more because there are like multiple protests happening not I just know, in our country all over the world you know yes. against all this right wing politics so yeah i see some glimmers man asa this is such a nice uh, warm podcast thank you so much thank you you know i i've been thinking about like what kind of uh podcast i wanted it to be and of course everyone wants it to be funny and entertaining and all of that but i just wanted it to be real like as as honest as possible because it is a very very uh, warm and nice and exactly like how any conversation with you is very very it makes you think yeah i love that i i love seeing people reaching into their brain and rummaging and getting stuff out so you're like a brain surgeon <laughs> bring out the best like a brain coach oh god no i'm not a coach or anything but yeah i i like somebody I, who bring out the best in you types yeah i try to i i i like to see that i like to see beyond the small talks and yeah but because you're also 100% always you know you are it you it is you are a very brave person you said that to me before because i think it takes a lot of uh, bravery and courage to uh, be sad in uh, front of the world at least for me because i i find it so difficult but i think you uh, you own it also and you also make therefore you make space for it I guess I never thought about it like that. But the reason I am sad in front of people is because I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> yes, that is so great because that's what you are you all the time. Yeah, I guess if I feel like people are not uh people have a problem with my sadness or they are not understanding me, then I just make keep my distance from them. That's all. Yeah, that is true. But I gravitate towards people like you because I find you so fascinating. There's so much going on in that in that head and in that heart. I want in. <laughs> oh my god, I totally feel like Anne right now and you're my Leslie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> also what I love about our relationship because we're always cheering for each other and it's like it's so good like i know i can just talk to people like you and abira and you will be like it's okay you do you girl <laughs> yeah we, we all need that. that yes yes okay i honestly like during one of the questions i actually forgot uh, this was being recorded <laughs> i also forgot this was being recorded i'm like hum log kya kya bol rahe hain yes success this is what i wanted yes. it to be just a conversation very good okay. and um thanks a lot okay, okay. put to be please i love you bye okay i love you too bye